Hey, it's Bill Simmons. Did I tell you that we relaunched our TV podcast that is now called the Prestige TV Pod? We did it in time for Succession, which is launching in October. But there's so many good shows this fall. We got Yellowstone and Billions and Insecure. We have The Shrink Next Door. Is Mayor of Kingstown going to be good? We're going to be breaking all of it down. The morning show season finale. We are going to be here. Like, we're going to treat it like we treat the NBA playoffs. If there's a really good prestigious TV show, we're breaking it down in this feed. Check it out. The Prestige TV Pod from the Ringer Podcast Network. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listeners, welcome. This is Sound Only. I'm Justin Cherry. And I'm Mike Peters. We're your Sound Only co-hosts, here to record our deepest, darkest thoughts about the millennial lifestyle, anime, video games, other things like random Twitch channels that I watch all weekend, Pyrocynical. All them good things, you know? <laughs> good. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake. And this week, as you can see by the title and description of this episode, we're talking about the final season of Attack on Titan. Uh, I mean, like, you know, mostly. Mostly you, we're talking yeah. about. Mostly we're talking about the final season of Attack on Titan. Yo, yeah, we're going to string y'all along for a second because first, Micah, like, we're going to, like, be clear. This is Attack on Titan episode. It's been a minute. We owe it to people. We are the podcast on the ringer that talks about anime and also, like, it's Attack on Titan. It's the biggest thing in anime in the past decade. We're talking about it. We've talked about yes, it before. It's, it's, it's going crazy, as the kids say at the moment. Uh, you know, seeing record highs. Um, yeah, and, and we've been on a journey with this show. Like, I just know, speaking for myself, like, I have been hot and cold, sometimes at different times and sometimes simultaneously on this show. And I feel like I'm seeing the light in this final season of Attack on Titan. We'll get into it, but Micah, how about you start first with a little digression, a little treat? So I think that we could comfortably say that we're going to be talking about Horizon Forbidden West on this podcast. Yes, you have yes, you have absolutely. a review copy. I've been playing a review copy. We've both been playing it for a couple hours. I've been enjoying it. I can't speak for you, but you know, like that, I'm not going to talk about that because I've been playing something else, which is this beat 'em up action adventure game called Sifu, um, which is produced by this French studio called Slow Clap and uh, partnership with uh, 
their Chinese their Chinese studio partners, uh, Kowloon Knights. And there's already like some noise about this game, like around it being like this sort of westernized martial arts revenge tale, like this very bare bones westernized martial arts revenge tale to the point where like there are maybe three lines of dialogue in the opening like 45 minutes of the game. Um, and I mean, like you're instantly aware of like you like you get it. You get you're very you can. It's very easy to pick up what's happening because it's very simple. Like you've seen it a bunch of times. Like uh, I think that we talked about this when we were talking when we were talking about the harder they fall about how um, what that movie does in the opening minutes is that like it kind of plays on like you know different iterations of the you know Western revenge tale bad man kills entire family, leaves child alive, but scarred, but, you know, twists it by using certain details. The way that this game does it is that you start, the tutorial is you playing through as the person, like the aggressor, like this guy named Yang who comes to like slaughter, like the, like, you know, the entire, like all the pupils of the, of the studio, like this, uh, of, uh, what's it called? The dojo. Like, you know what dojo, I'm trying to say. Dojo, yeah. 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 You can see, like, you by the, shot the, up like, the like, eyes, <laughs> I say, like, I, like, I was just saying, you know, different words for dwellings where there might be students because there's no names. There's no anything except for, like, you, like, you get the name Yang, like, as the, you know, master turns around to say I never should have taught you Yang you know like you were my greatest mistake um but anyway like uh that they, 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 there's been some there's been this very like already an exhausting dialogue around cultural appropriation about the game because it's a you know quote unquote Asian martial arts game produced by a French studio um <laughs> but I was looking like at this, like at this corrections at this AV club's story, because Sifu's PR team reached out in response to like a review where they were just saying that like you know, it's a little weird that like you are that we kind of like have this East Asian mysticism going on and like these nameless, vaguely East Asian characters and none of the voice acting is done that way. None of the dialogue is done that way. And like, you know, we're using all these hard markers and signifiers and it feels like costumery, not like, you know, you are, you know, fanning out over martial arts games, Westerns, revenge stories, etc. cetera. Sifu's PR team reached out to say, to say, the game is not about Asian martial arts. It's specifically about Chinese Pakmei <laughs> Kung Fu. The region of Asia covers a lot of countries that may have different fighting styles versus Chinese Kung Fu styles. And this is specifically about one, Pakmei. <laughs> Goes further to say that they had been like working with like all of these different, you know, choreographers in small provinces and wherever the, like, you know, like just saying that they did their due diligence and it shows like when you're playing the game, it's very fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, other, you know, quips about it are that it's kind of 
extremely seven out of 10 game and that it feels like Arkham Asylum. You can only minorly change the environment and the, and you know, the, the enemies and the difficulty of whatever to vary the experience. But, uh, to that, I would say you are a virgin who can't drive. And also you've never played <laughs> Jet Li's Rise to Honor. Jet Li's like, it's like, it's, Seriously though, like I like I, like jokes aside, Jet like you've it, Jet Li's Rise to Honor is like the direct pre- like like the spiritual predecessor of this game because it used to have this crazy um, hand-to-hand combat system using the directional sticks, where you could get into like this focus mode, and Jet Li, who you're playing as, lowers into his stance. And the screen starts to go all crazy, like, you know, you stood up too fast or you drank too much or whatever, and his arms start moving wild. And then, like, you can use his, you can use the uh, directional sticks to basically, you can flick them in a direction. And, like, the, like, the combat animations were already preset because this is, like, your special game breaker mode. But it felt yeah, like you were in control of all these cool things that were happening that you wouldn't otherwise be able to do during normal gameplay where you have light attacks, heavy attacks, parries, you know, certain combos. But, you know, in this mode, he's doing stuff that you saw him do in Lethal Weapon 4, you know. Um, this, this There's a similar thing, there's a similar mechanic with in focus mode in this game that, like, allows you to pick out different, like, vital points on the people that you're attacking. But also, like, the game randomly chooses mini-bosses in different areas and gives you interactive um, surroundings where you can throw bottles and chairs and ottomans and, you know, you learn... Basically you get like a playthrough as this 20 you start at 20 years old and you start your event store you need to take down five people and you go through like the entire detective i'm hunting this people these people down into this warehouse this club this this factory but like every time you die your death counter adds to your age. So the first time you die, you come back like you you you're reborn through this you know weird charm that you have that's basically five gold coins on a on a red rope and you're reborn but this time you're 21 because you died one time. Next time you die, you now your death counter is now at 2. So the next time you wake up, you're 23. And then the next time you die, it's you now died three times, so you wake up at 26. And it goes on so forth unless you reset the death counter or use like your experience points to buy perks or so on and so forth. So you can get to a situation where you've cleared the first area, which is like the slums, and then you go, the second one is like the club. So it's like you get to this large open area, this dance floor area, and there's like these... Uh, ravers wearing glow sticks and all this other shit dancing around to like boots and cats and boots and cats music 
<laughs> and and then you but you're but you're but you're 71 years old because you died 15 times on right. the first level. Okay, now so I get, like okay, really, now I feel like I, I got to hold on this. Okay. Yeah, like it's like so that can also be really funny because like you'll come back to life at 71 and you're hunched over and you move a little bit slower but you strike a little bit harder and your health bar is a little shorter but your you know reaction time is quicker things like that change like and then like you you learn that it's more valuable to when like you have large groups of people to be able to knock down multiple people rather than finishing this one off and then finishing that one off you know cuz they yeah. like you don't get to fight people one on one like you do in martial arts movies they swarm you and it's right, difficult okay. <laughs> Yeah. And and listeners will know, like, I, I feel like I was like, I'm like hearing Micah out about this and I'm quieter than usual. And it's because of the thing with video games, right? Where it's like video, all video games sound convoluted as fuck when you like are trying to like pitch them to somebody like this. Right. And yet it's the kind of thing where it's like that system, right? Like the overall contour of that system you described is sort of I feel like that's a kind of gamer and I'm that kind of gamer who's like, yeah, you kind of have to give me a system like that, like a system ass system, like the kind of video game that sounds like a video game ass video game, like what you just outlined to me is kind of my thing, you know, it's yeah, always, I, it's, yeah. it's definitely moody and like, it doesn't, there's not a lot of pre, there's like no pretense whatsoever. Like it's like yeah, okay. the rain is falling on the shingled roof yeah. of, you know, the dojo and you press X to start and it zooms in over the shoulders of Yang and you start the assault on the school, right? Like mm -hmm. that's basically, and that's, and that's where the game starts. That's all you get. Yeah. Um, now for my part, I didn't need to hear, you know, a five-minute spiel <laughs> about this in detail because my friend TJ, who I've known since grade school, texted me, dude, Sifu's, <laughs> Sifu is incredible. Nothing like Ark of Asylum. It, like, he said, like, all it took for him to say was Rise to Honor, and I went to I went to the PlayStation Store and downloaded it. I didn't look at Password. anything. I like I didn't like it was it was like I didn't I didn't read anything else like until like I until I started playing it and I was just kind of like there are people that are dissatisfied with this and I I mean like it's it was it's it's that kind of you, you know. sound like me when somebody describes a game as like anime titties I'm like all right all right what's the credit card number what was the what's the CF What's the number? Yeah, the exactly. just on the back. <laughs> I, I like, listen, I love me a good beat em up with a linear storyline where you don't give me too much room to, to, to wander around and get myself all flip turned upside down. <laughs> you know, uh, and, wait, and, you know, like, okay. it's cool. Like, you know, well, hold I, on. Like, looking at the photo, because what you were saying about the cultural appropriation thing, it's funny. I was talking to a colleague of ours, <laughs> not me. And I was talking to, I forget what the context was, but this is like a few weeks back. It was like a couple months ago. And we were talking and they were like, man, I feel like cultural appropriation discourse is washed. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's not a it thing. Truly to, it truly is. It's because not, I mean, it's imagine, like we off that. <laughs> imagine focusing on that when there is a level, that when there is a sequence 
10 minutes into this game where the camera turns to the side in a hallway and lets you take down 15 niggas like an old boy. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I broke somebody's tibia with a lead pipe in a hallway. What do you think I care about? Like this, this, you know, I like it's I like it's just come on. I what, but your point about costuminess is like, yeah, you can look at the I mean, it's a video game. Like part of me is like, yes, you look at the art style as costumey, but it's costumey in the way like my first thought looking at it visually is mirror's edge. It's costumey in the same way mirror's edge is costumey. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I mean like it's it, it's very like it's it's inky visuals, like the the character like the character models are like long and lean again like i know i'd like i like i bring uh this like the style up a lot but like you know it looks like it looks like fortnite or whatever that game was where you got to choose your your class of um character you could be like the scout with the bat we i like i we've done this thing already where i just started tossing out like signifiers yeah yeah, yeah. But I anyway, do. it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a very like it's yeah. a very like light ropey style of animation for the serious subject matter and honestly some of like the finishing animations which look painful. <laughs> um Yeah. But yeah, like it's like it, it doesn't feel like that's just I that that just wouldn't be where this is not where my brain is going in the year of yeah, our Lord, it would 2022. It'd be one thing, too, if, like, people were seizing on, like, a particular thing that the game does, maybe, and saying that, like, oh, this isn't a good look. But instead, it, it really does feel like, like, looking at these right, it does feel like people are just going, well, you know, the game looks Asian, but not Asian enough or something <laughs> vaguely in visual It would style. be it's a like, different thing. Know, bro. If the like, case getting dismissed, know, the grand jury not taking that. If they trial. like, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> if they would have had the thing where, like, you know, the like the early horrible English doves of like martial arts movies of the seventies, where the mouth is moving like wild all over the place, and the guy says two words. If it was something like that, yeah. sure. But I mean, like, it's really like. It feels as though, like, the dialogue and the story of the game were, like, not at all forefront of mind, like, when they were making this. They are just like, how can we make this as fun as humanly possible? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'll I'll check this out. Uh, Legit. I'll check this out. It's tough, because like you said, Forbidden West, stay tuned. Sound only. We'll talk about it. Um, But... Yeah, this looks like I can get into this. Um, that said, it's time. We, we listen, we got to talk about Attack on Titan. Uh, we also got to talk about Demon Slayer at some point again in the next, in some time in the future. Oh, so, yeah. But yeah, um, we, we're, we're talking about. <laughs> Why you sound I mean, sad? like, like <laughs> I'm just no, I'm just saying that like it's like the like the entertainment district. Like I got, I've been having to take breaks from the from the recent thing. Yeah, so like, yeah. Because it's just yeah, like that, yeah. that, that shit is loud and emotional. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's on that note. Actually, we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back and and talk about Attack on Titan. 
Micah, this show, Attack on Titan. Let's go. Come on. We, we, listen, we're not doing, this isn't recap culture. This isn't fan culture. We are doing analysis. We are doing, we're doing gut level, but also wise reactions, takes, grand theories of Attack on Titan. We are in the final season. What are your big picture, like, Wait, 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 wait. Before, like, before you, before you, you know, like, ask me these broad, sweeping ass questions and shit. Like, let me, let me, let me first check you and ask. You want to catch us up? How, like, how? No, I'm saying, like, where, like, how far have you, like, how, how much have you watched? Are you completely caught up? I'm caught up. I'm caught up now. I'm, I'm locked and loaded, bro. Okay, cool. Like, so, okay, so here's the here's for those who don't know, we're in season four. Yeah, we're also like we're on season four, the final season. It's back from hiatus. Yeah, it's back from hiatus. We're reaching the crescendo. The like, you know, the extinction level event is happening. The spire, the energy spire is in the air. We are rallying, you know, the troops. We're looking for the Deus Ex Machina, where it's at. It's like, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, the, it's, it's, you know, it's coming to, it's coming to a close. I, you know, hmm. I don't know that I possess strong enough emotions about this show anymore to resist, like, you know, the course of nature, as it were. Like, there's a, so a thing that was happening like with uh, Attack on Titan is that there was this massive controversy as the manga was ending around uh, like the way that Isayama chose to end it basically like as a love story. Um, Like you can read more about this elsewhere, but enough so that like there were like uh, reissues and new edits and new pages and it was like a continuing story for like maybe like a month or two, um, like until fans were finally somewhat satisfied or at least not totally disgusted with the way that one of the most popular manga series ever ended. Which I mean, like, and the thing is, is if you, if you have like, if you, if any massive, massively popular, we are talking about you in the same conversation as you know, Batman, Superman, and Iron Man, whatever, uh, manga series come to a close. It's like there's a similar sort of think PC uh, devolution of reason that happens, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, yeah. as, the, as yeah. the series comes to a close. Yeah. Sort of yeah. like, you know, like any, pick any like appointment viewing TV show on HBO. Or, like, you know, long-running series, like How I Met Your Mother or some shit. Like, this is, like, the the same thing happened, actually, with Demon Slayer. Um, Because people didn't like the way that that ended. And so, uh, like, the the writer who, like, I think came back from sick leave, I think they were taking care of, like, their family. You know, there was some family illness going on. Like, they came back to, like, write seven more pages or something. So yeah, that yeah, get like yeah, the epilogue yeah, they the, wanted. Yeah. yeah, like it was. It's it's a like it's a it's a kind of like wild ass thing that happens. But there's like a steady confidence 
to the way that the fourth season has been unfolding. Um, like I like that it feels like a. I think that it's like, you know, kind of old hat to say this for critics at this point for something to feel like a 10 hour movie rather than like a TV show. But I appreciate that this fourth season feels that way um, because it feels like a proper ending and maybe like even a rehabilitation of like the crazy ass controversy that went on with the manga series ending. See, I think season three was still better at the whole 10 hour movie thing. Uh, at feeling kind of like Justice League, you know, like Zack Snyder cut level. Season of like, like yeah, season <laughs> three was like especially in the back great, half of season three. Yeah, yeah, like it was a great political thriller. Like you know, and this one is full on kaiju disaster film slowly unfolding, but like kind of in the way that you would describe like Shin Godzilla, like it, the first half. Yeah. And then the second half is like King Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just but okay. So on that note, I finally, and like listeners who, who've heard our earlier discussions of attack on Titan know that I sort of, you know, when I first came to this show back when it was the first season was airing, I was kind of like, hold on it. Um, and then I sort of rushed to catch up with it and I didn't like a lot of stretches of it. And I super loved a lot of stretches of it, especially the second half of season three. And I, I, this whole time I'd been casting about as somebody who doesn't follow the manga, by the way, in this case, I read a lot of manga. I just don't read Attack on Titan um, for like, why is it that I have such hyperbolic reaction to Attack on Titan? And I think I finally figured it out. And I, I'm going to borrow from another corner of my life, which is like, I like books, right? I said that a lot on this pod, defensively, frankly. But like, um, you know, I usually like fiction, but I go, I go through these stretches of my life where I like reading history. I like reading basically like 18th through 20th century history, right? Largely of, of Europe and Asia. And like, the thing is, if you read big, thick books about history, right, you'll notice that they're kind of like, they're basically two kinds of, they're more than this, but they're at least two kinds of history, right? You can be reading, uh, let's say, a, po a political history of, say, World War One, right? Political history, or you could be reading a military history, right? And like the military history, we all know that person, right? They're like a dad before they even have a kid, right? They're the person that loves talking about obscure battles, you know, uh, that the Italians fought in World War One, and reading entire books about just like three battles that turned the tide of a war and all the troop movements and blah, blah, blah. And that's very different, right? That's very different from telling the story of a war by way of talking about like, you know, political leadership. And I think Attack on Titan is this show that especially in seasons three and four, it kind of keeps slipping back and forth between wanting you to approach it with the mindset of somebody reading like a political history and approaching it with the mindset of somebody reading a military history. And the thing is, like with those kinds of books, I usually don't like military histories. I usually like things in books that err on the side of political history. But I think Attack on Titan kind of flips those things in my mind, right? I think actually, like when this show really tries to go full nitty gritty Game of Thrones ass like political history of its world, 
Whenever people start talking about Marley too much, I'm just like, I don't care about that. I That's really not a real name. You ain't like name your you really ain't name your country. Marley, get the fuck out of here. You telling me where you grew up? I grew up in Roberto. That's not come on, stop that. I don't care about that. What I care about is the is sort of like how this show stages conflict. And I care about it on the sort of interpersonal conflicts so of like that small scale. And I care about how it stages it in terms of these big, spectacular battles with these titans. But all of this sort of political machination that's the foundation for it, it's the stuff that I just never feel like I ever get in touch with on this show. And so I'm always grateful when the show finally gets out of its own ass and just, like, starts laying siege to shit, you know? So, like, I'm locked yeah. into the second half of, of season four because of that. Because I feel like it's, it's do that crescendo you're talking about is getting back to the stuff that I think always works in this show. The action. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, like, it is, I think, hmm, well, well, okay. Like, I guess I should just, as, as briefly as I can explain the point that we're at so that I can explain why the end of the most recent episode felt, like, so satisfying, like, you know, like you've been struggling with like this pickle jar for like the last 15 minutes and you finally twist the cap off satisfying. <laughs> like, you know, I yeah. finally, you know, I have cinched the thing. Like, it's like, it's very, okay. So the fourth season more or less starts with um, where Marley is the, like, you know, the enemies. This is the, the main, we're in Nazi land or whatever. Actually, that's incendiary <laughs> at this point because we don't know what the what which one is which and that's like that's a massive point yeah, of controversy for the show. So I probably shouldn't bring that up so yeah. so so casually. However, we are in the land but we're it behind is a enemy thing. lines. It is a kind of subtext. Yeah, it, it is, is a, a it is a kind of subtext. Yeah, we're behind enemy lines. Um and Aaron has basically infiltrated this country to take like basically as many as the uh the the nine titans as he can in one you know swoop and also kill as many people yeah. as he possibly can in one swoop um and it's a way for him to like connect with Zeke so that they can uh, obtain the power of the founder, which basically lets them have like, you know, like the all powerful Titan. They become gods in aggregate if they, you know, can get the power of the founder, um, which, you know, leads to this giant bloody convict conflict involving every character that you have already met in the show. And, you know, <laughs> probably 25 to 37% of them dying over the first part of this, uh, this, uh, final, season um but we've come to a point where we are gasping across the finish line zeke and aaron have turned on basically all their allies and are out in the ether like you know making the final play to push the ball across the finish line or not we don't really know what's happening there of they're just kind of like exploring their memories, deciding, you know, who is less broken and who should have the power to, you know, move heaven and earth and also euthanize um, 
all of the Eldians, which are the we've learned at this point of the title. You know what? I'm not going to get all into the like the lore about right. it. Anyway, like this is the we are this is the two minute drill. Like this is where this is happening. We're like this is the final stretch. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Um, what we have effectively learned is that. Aaron was never enthralled to anybody um, and kind of set this whole thing in course himself. And like when it comes to the end of the final episode, even though he's like calling for mass genocide, it's like, you're like, you're kind of like, yeah. (laughs) 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 Which is like a crazy place for you to be, right? Are you like? Yeah. Have, did you have like a similar it's, it's, experience? It's funny it's, too because I was just complaining on Station Eleven with, that Miranda like is like we should kill all the people on the plane. I'm like, come on, bro! Like y'all, you want me to clap for that? But then in this show, yeah, it is kind of like it's almost like process of elimination of how you end up rooting for Aaron. Wait, I don't know. It's weird. This shit- yeah, because it's just like, everybody sucks and like, yeah. you know, such a drag and hates you, hates everybody's guts for no reason. And it's just, everybody's just been getting or- Aaron down, man. No, like, you know what it is? Like- <laughs> it's, it's not process of elimination. I think what it is, is, it's the juice. You know what I mean? It's like, it's momentum. You know, you it's, know, it's, you it's know that that's the, the momentum and you have to kind of see, like this world is it's, so kind of it's so, what it is. It's so satisfying also to see, like, to see him realize as a character because he is so, I think that like you discount in the first season how fucking annoying he is. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, yeah. like it is, mm-hmm. Like it, and I think like it's also like uh like a credit to the voice acting because it's like incredibly emotional and volatile and like you know he only talks in absolutes and you know has this you know like looks uh, like a scans on everything like with this five year old logic of like it should be this way and I don't understand why it isn't and like. I was watching, like I was watching the the you know penultimate episode, not like the second to most recent episode, um, where he effectively is telling his dad to take the founding titan for him, like, and we thought that this was something that his dad forced on him up to this point, but it turns out that Aaron reached across time and told his dad that he was a pussy kill that family, take the Titan power, and, you know, like, whatever. It's just, like, I think that it was, like, it was such a great tweet when I saw somebody, like, they took, like, a screen cap from that frame of the show, and they're just kind of like, if your parents traumatize you, traumatize them right back. Them back. Yeah. <laughs> take their freedom like, back. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> take their freedom instead. Yeah. yeah, like, and I was watching it, I was watching it with my girlfriend and she was like, she was sitting there not really paying attention, like doing something else on her laptop. And then she was remarking on like how calm his voice sounds while he's telling his dad to pick up the scalpel, like pick up the scalpel. Did you forget while you're here? Did you forget that they killed your sister? Did you forget why, like, you know, that we were persecuted through all this time? Did you forget why you're here? Like blah, 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 blah. And 
like calmly, methodically telling his dad to murder women and children <laughs> in a way that you would just like, it's just such a like realization of the character that it's like, oh, it's the, it's an arc being completed, whether, however you feel about what it is that he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like one thing about what you're describing too. Uh, watching this season, I think it's just, just gratifying look, to watch somebody shift a sense of incompleteness. Yeah, but it's also like just look at uh, you always see this in the Titans' faces, right? Because the Titans' faces are are the Titans are everything about them is distressing. But the characters, right, in the show, uh, and this is so underrated. I do think a lot of the art, like the art choices in Attack on Titan, are are really good both from an animation and illustration and if you like there's so much anguish in every character's face like there are so many lines and Aaron's like every single character's face is just filled with all of these lines that really just sort of saddle their faces with age and anguish and ugliness and like it's so there's this like it's yeah. so like because I mean, like the most recent episode harks back to the moment that basically Aaron switched gears, and I think it's like at the end of was it at the end of season three where he like the com like the big conflict is over, the colossal titan's been retaken, like the the armor titan got away, so on, so on, so forth. We're now like divvying up what's left of the human government. And Aaron, meanwhile, is having these crazy hallucinogenic, like, you know, memory trips through, like, all the past Attack Titans memories. Um, and I think somewhere in there, like, you know, he's getting a night ship from the Queen, Historia, and touches her hand for the first time. And, like, you know, he has the power of the Founding Titan and doesn't know touches the somebody with royal blood and like suddenly can see all the way into the future and all the way into the past in an instant and his face does this crazy thing and then from that point on like the illustration has these like subtle lines under his eyes like these bags like that that I think that are just like meant to be bags but like it's 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 subtle, but then like noticeable for real in the final season because he's taller, he's more muscular, he wears this, you know, like this crazy Dries Van Doten floor length jacket, and like you know <laughs> he ties his hair in a man bun, but like he also like you know like the deadened eyes and like you know the very quiet voice is like. You know, I've been through a lot at this point. I've died yeah. countless times. I have been maimed, dismembered, lied to, cheated. And now, you know what? I'm just a little bit tired of all of you. <laughs> yeah. I think, too, it makes me it makes me think a lot about uh, a stylistic choice in Attack on Titan that I didn't like initially. Like, back, back when I first tried to get into it. Um, but that has had a certain effect over time, which is like this show kind of goes for more realistic ish sort of like character design, right? Such that like 
think about it. You have this world. This world is very beige and brown. You have these characters who are kind of like they're they're very uniformed, right? And the only thing this isn't like an anime show where it's like, well, you distinguish these people because one of them has pink hair and the other has green yeah, hair. Yeah, the right? other it's one like, has an orange tank are... top that he wears all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like the like the like the characters yeah, are defined like... by like what comes out when you put them under pressure. Like, which is, which is like right. the thing that I like the most about the show. Um, right. Cause it's like, you, it's not, you look at them and they're uniformed and it's like, they, they got different heights and different genders and that's it. It's like, otherwise it's sort of, this is a show that's kind of, that's asking you to bring more of a, like, I don't want to say mature because we're talking about fucking attack on Titan, but it's more like, it, it's trying to get you to bring more of like how you would watch Game of Thrones than how you would watch some anime bullshit of this caliber normally. Or or like to, to bring a point of comparison that I've brought up before, right? Like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, right? Like those are characters where shit is a lot more zany looking. And Attack on Titan is a lot more again, it's just humanistic. Well, and I also, think up front, I looked at it and You know what it is? I actually I'm glad you brought up Full Metal Alchemist because <clears throat> I remember that there's like a frame where uh his love interest what's her name that does like his mechanic uh who basically yeah winry notices after he does some g shit you know like you know apprehend somebody something 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 he's walking with his back to her down the hallway in one of the last frames of one of the episodes and she goes i have never really noticed it but did his shoulders get broader and i paused it and i was just like no He's the same height he was at the beginning of the show. <laughs> the thing is that, like, sure, the cool yeah. thing it was, the cool thing with Attack on Titan is that you get to see these characters at 13, then 15, and now 18. Yeah. And, the, and the character models change. Yeah. Their moods change. The things that yeah. are important to them change. And that's, the, that's what, like, that's the way that yeah, the show and that asks matters. you to watch it. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Yeah, that that matters. And it's sort of but again, it's like it matters in a way that um, for, at least in my experience, right, it's somebody who came in with more of a skeptical eye of, of the series, right? It, it matters in a way that accumulates, right? It accumulates over time. And I think it takes sitting with the third and fourth season of this show to go. Oh, the fact that this is more, again, things are more beige, things are more realistic, things are more humanistic in their proportion. Like things and, are gray. Things are more dingy. And then oh, and over time, people have more lines in their faces. Like, yeah, it means that it doesn't have all of the kind of anime like character design bullshit screaming out from the characters that helps you sort of distinguish characters in other franchises, right? But this show it's, has a sense of like, oh, these characters have a humanity that a lot of a lot of things that are even working in the same genre of Attack on Titan, right? That's sort of like outsized action anime especially the style that kind of was in fashion in the 2000s and went out of fashion until attack on titan brought it back like that sort of that that humanistic sense is the show right like that beigeness yeah. is the show which that sort i of mean bags I mean, under the to eyes speak to that show. yeah bags under the eyes is the show but also beigeness in the sense of like the like the homogeneity of people's backstories like their individual like upbringings yeah, versus yeah. like you know the things that they carry across like you know the general the generational traumas that they inherit yeah um uh, so that's why 
I guess that's why it feels like you can set aside the fact that genocide is about to happen and be like, oh, like this character kind of faced all of the things that, you know, made them feel, you know, lesser or incomplete or lost or whatever up to this point and kind of realize themselves. And that feels like, you know, a cool thing that's happening. Like, because it's, that's what's happening within the character. Outside of all the anime bullshit of, like, the founder and the rumbling and Marley and the Nine and the whatever is, like... <laughs> it feels cheesy to say so, but it's just kind of like, you saw... It's 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 like kind of you saw somebody become legitimately a man in the course of like, you know, four yeah. seasons of a show. Yeah. Which is yeah. like which is fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh and it's funny too how I feel like I've um over time grown toward fondness for Attack on Titan. Because I feel like the people who were gung ho on it more so from jump and the and the kind of people who like read the manga too, right? feel like there's more of a sense of like <laughs> we just got to get the tv adaptation out of our system at this point it just needs to end yeah <laughs> um, well it's also and like people this is the other underrated thing right it's like I, and i i talk about this on the pod all the time right that i listen to like a lot of podcasts and i listen to a lot of podcasts that talk about anime and attack on titan really is this sort of sea change right because before you would see you you'd maybe hear somebody do a podcast somebody who doesn't just do a podcast that's just about anime right you maybe hear people talk about full metal alchemist right that's a good one that's a good like big series but like you ask that person about the manga they're gonna be like i didn't read that shit you know what i mean and like that was a manga that sort of diverged and then fma brotherhood kind of adapted the manga more faithfully but like those people didn't give a fuck about the manga those people were just they were into the show right and that was like a common mode it's it's like there is a sort of lore weekly recap attentiveness to this show that I don't think exists with other shows outside of it. Like, I mean, like not yeah, even that's... with things like One Piece who like, yeah, there's forums where they're guessing where One Piece is and really because like there's been a map, you know, available for however and that's been getting steadily filled out for the last three decades. But there's a thousand episodes of that show. Somebody tries to hop in there and get on a weekly recap thing. Now it's like, you know, what are we talking about? Where are we? Who are these people? What are we doing? But like, there is just a very. And it's it feels wild to say, like, you know, self-contained about a show that's four seasons and there's a world extermination plot happening right now. But like. Something that it's like the like the sensation of being like i can the phenomenon of there being like ongoing conversations on a weekly basis with enough depth of like people having like the 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 the, the frames of reference of at least having read enough of like the wikia to like have a functioning knowledge of who these characters are that they're seeing on screen 
is not like a thing that happens normally, like with a sh- with a show. Like, am I, am I like? Well, I think it's inc- I think it's increasingly normal, and that's sort of what that's sort of my point, right? Is like I think Attack on Titan was this this sort of before, I, like I like, guess before, yeah, beforehand it wasn't normal. Yeah, it's just that it's just that now it's like you for the for the time that Attack on Titan's been on air, it's suddenly way more common to encounter people who are not only following the show, but like kept up with the manga. You know what I mean? And and again, we're not just talking about like anime pods. It's like people who who like think about the fact that the the anime's insecurity in the West used to be like getting people to watch it. And and then Attack on Titan comes along and it's the show that like people both watch the show, like lots of people, lots of normal ass people watch the show and will also talk to you about the manga and how they're mad about X, Y and Z. And like that's that's clout. That's. Yeah, exactly. Like real clout is having an increasing number of people that get into the situation where I have now watched all the available episodes of this show and I need to know what happens next in the story and the next batch of episodes isn't coming out for Google's. No one has an exact date for this. So now I'm going to have to go read about it. And that's like, and that is, yeah, that's clout. Yeah, and then the stunt, I mean, okay, like, I, I also don't know how I, no, I do know how I feel about them doing this, like, two-part S4 bullshit. I feel the same way I felt about fucking uh, Lupin and Ozark. Um, I don't know, man. This is, like, it's, like, the life's, the, the half-life of the series is so weird, because it, it really is a show that, like, to when you were saying the, all of your points about you know, this is a series where you've watched characters grow up. You've watched their shoulders broaden. It's like, yeah, and it's not, it's a show that, like, even in the course of four seasons, like, those four seasons felt kind of like 12 seasons just because of how they were released, you know? Um, yeah. Because, again, what's yeah. the first year? 2014 is the first year of it? 2013. 2013. Is the, eight, like, it was, yeah, so it was, this is, it's like, been going on for eight years. Real people have grown yeah. up. Real people have sprouted <laughs> in that time frame that the show got its four yeah. seasons off. Um, and I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's hard for me to summarize I, like, like what the I, impact like, of the I show really is. can't, it's, it's really, it's really hard to summarize because I had nothing like yeah. it. Like that exact, the thing that you're describing, like I didn't have a show with like the, the, the ongoing stuff that was like, that's why like, Shippuden felt like such a big deal. Like, you know, when they came back after the break, like Naruto was 16 all of a sudden. Wow. And like, you know, he wears clothes that fit him and he can do all this cool stuff. Like, but even that, like you get one time jump. That's the only thing I can think of. Like the the other things like with quantifiable progress and growth are like maybe Gohan uh, like in, in Dragon Ball Z, but like otherwise, people's hair was just changing, and maybe their clothes, but not like their like their attitudes about things and things that they thought were important. Um, and you know, traumas that they'd buried or addressed or dealt with. None of those things are like addressed, really, like in shows like that. Um, I, so yeah, it's like difficult. Like I, you don't have anything to compare it to because it's like it's singular in that way. 
mixed feelings on it through all, all throughout. I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I like caught back. Even man, even when I was like, okay, this is happening. Like we got new episodes again. Like I, I thought I wouldn't want to come back to this well. And then you, you get into it and you're like, nah, this show, when this show, when this show is wrecking shit, it's wrecking shit. And it's wrecking shit in a way that no other show on TV gets direct shit. You know what I mean? That's what's, that is what's nuts about it. And people also forget too. It's like, we talk about the long shelf life of this show in 2013 and going from 2013 to now and this all you know this being the four seasons it's like attack on titan brought i mean i know everybody watching isekai bullshit now and like but yeah the attack on titan is a kind of show with a kind of action with a kind of attention to detail in action animation that just like went out of fashion for a cool decade you know what i mean like this show kind of put the battery back in the you know put the battery in the back in a lot of ways for like i mean there's always like kid oriented shonen stuff around but like this this was this is obviously like different from that and this this show i don't know this show is like hitting on a lot of levels and i know a lot of people when they talk about this show they speak with a, a certain affection for the story and the characters and i get all that um you know i've obviously criticized like the sort of political lore of the show but to me it's just like if nothing else like the animation in this show is nuts and it, it contains a lot of what i love about anime even as i i get to be too old for the bullshit in anime it's like nah animation <laughs> is fucking tight man <laughs> Animation it's is fucking tight. fire. This show knows animation is tight. It's like you know? it's like you are the, like yeah, catch me head banging to the to the Attack on Titan. Like when you look at those final season part two intro, like a well adjusted adult. When you look at the the fucking ten thousand lines on a Titan's body when they do the really meticulous movement of the Titan's neck, and you're talking about. You're talking about probably like 60 frames of animation, but it's the most luxurious shit you've ever seen. And you're seeing the like apotheosis of all the like 2D plus 3D animation techniques that look like shit when you first saw them in 2002 on the Cartoon Network. You know what I mean? It's just like, ah, I don't know, man. Um, Attack on Titan. What else? You got anything else to say about Attack on Titan? I don't know. Um... There's a couple more episodes left. No, nah, I don't think I got anything else to listeners to, to say about Attack on Titan. It's just, yeah, like email us, man. Like, uh, I mean, like I don't know, man. We're we're a little fried on it. Like, yeah, it's, a little f- I, we, we, I mean, like it'll we'll 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 probably just be like you know whooping along with you in the comments but yeah sure email us about email attack, us on attack on time sound only pod at gmail.com that's all i got and play play what's the name of the game again i forget i'm gonna go i'm gonna go to the PlayStation. play play seafood play seafood all right play seafood yeah. play seafood um i'm justin charity and i'm micah peters shouts out to our producer stefan anderson See y'all next week. We gonna talk about Demon Slayer. We'll do it. No, we'll do it.